Are we are we recording today? What you're recording right now? I got Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning and good night. That's from the Truman Show. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. In case I don't see you. But welcome. Welcome to the 2 by 2 podcast. I am Danny. I'm Harold. And we are from Burlington Baptist Church and as always brought to you by the wonderful folks at CrossFit Northern Kentucky. Yay. Located. Yay. Hold on. You think? Uh, I, got, I got that. <laughs> oh, that's not it. That's also not it. There it is. Listen, we're going to lose our sponsors. Dude, so listen, that co- that's the coffee ghost coming back. I the hit the one ghost. button and it turned the turned the theme music hey, back on. Do you on. think uh, Tom Spilly's kind of wanting to be a, a sponsor of us? I th- he's either, so I tried to get him to come on. I told him he could call in. He doesn't have to show up, but he can call in. And I'm, I'm going to convince him to call in. He's got good things to say. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's very positive and encouraging. He is. He is. And also our listener of the week yet again. He because is. he continues to comment, and you guys are just sitting there, not, I mean, just letting Tom steal all the glory of Listener <laughs> of the Week. Amen. But thank you, yeah, he does, Tom. He does. And, thank you, Tom. And, and the other three people that listen. <laughs> the other three people that actually listen to the thing and not pass it by <laughs> as they, they scroll through Facebook and, and other places. But um, I'm going to do a better job. I was watching last week, and I'm going to do a better job of, I get excited when we talk about stuff, so I, I, I'm going to finish statements and I'm going to speak slower. My mom told me I need to speak slower. Oh, what? I'll take her feedback as well. Cause I probably, she probably has something she, for I, me. She probably won't, but she will for me. She, anytime, it's, you know, on Sunday morning too, she's like, speak slower and clear. I'd say she would really emphasize that for me, but <laughs> I work on that, Debbie. <laughs> but she's, she's very good um, at kindly giving yeah. feedback. Yeah. She doesn't. I like, Kind feedback. I do too. I, I do too. Um, how's it? How's it going? Good. 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 It was a big, big, uh, great commission Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So I like the great commission. I just want to be more faithful to it. But. Yeah. We had a big we had a discussion about serving this morning, and uh, something that's been, you know, I guess on our hearts as as the staff about um, getting people involved in this time is. Yeah. It's been kind of challenging. So, you know, looking for ways to help them. Get, yeah, get people to understand we want you to come to church. We want you to worship with us. But we want to, we want you to serve because God, God's got a plan for you. Help you, you know? to grow. Yeah, yep. For sure. So, you want to yep. pray us in? Yes. Lord, you're good. We love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Great Commission, Lord. And uh, you've authorized us and you've promised your presence and you tell us to go out and make disciples and baptize and teach them. And uh, we want to be faithful to that. We want to uh, fulfill the Great Commission. We want to pick up the pace. We we want to to reach people, especially those who have never heard about Jesus yeah. and the gospel and his salvation. And so use us as a church, use us individually, even use these next few minutes, Lord, maybe to, to encourage others to, to share their faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I will I will preface your sermon with a personal experience. So I took my first apologetics class when I was uh, trying to obtain my associate's degree. So somebody in my Bible study group Sunday asked me, what is an apologist? So an apologist basically from from the verse in, in First Peter is someone who is always prepared to provide an apology for their faith. 
And apology is a weird word, right? Because you think that you're always saying you're sorry for being a Christian. That's not what it means. What it means is you want to give a defense, defense. Yeah. for the truth that you believe. Yes. Right. Yeah. So um, apologia. Defense. Yeah, yes. apologia. Defense right. of the face. Yeah. Right. So, um, which, which again translates to our word apology, which people automatically go, so you go around apologizing, you know, yeah. if you're telling people you're sorry for them, but that's, that's not it at all. You're basically just preparing yourself when someone questions. Yep. Um, uh, What's going on? And, and ultimately, I feel for me, and without getting too sidetracked, for, for me, it's just I want, when I talk to someone, I always want to be prepared. Sure. Right. And I, so I'm going for master's in apologetics. I want to be prepared. I so know that I'm not Rabbi gonna, Zacharias. We're going to expand. Some, we're going to expect a lot out of apologist Danny. Well, I, well I, I hope so. You know, I hope that I'm, you know, yeah. I hope that I'm preparing myself for when I get in those conversations where people are. I always uh, am intrigued about people, and this goes along with what you talked about, people who are intrigued when they go, man, I just don't know what to say, and I don't really know what to, what to do. Well, if you're in the Word, you're going to know what to do. You're, yeah. God's gonna, The Holy Spirit's going to help you, and God's going to provide a, an avenue for you at least sow a seed in that person. Yeah. Um, I find it more difficult to, like, I, you know, I have kids in their 20s, so I'm always trying to get them to come to church, and I'm trying to get them to understand um, why it's so important. Mm. To, to get involved and then get to serving and, and what, you know, so that's harder for me than it is some random person. I'll talk to any, you know, me, I'll talk to anyone. Sure. Right. Yeah. But so as, as I'm going through this very first apologetics class had to quite a few years ago now, they started with a great commission. And, and in my mind, I'm like, well, what does the great commission have to do with apologetics? Really? I mean, ultimately it really does, but this is Jesus's command Sure. Not a question, not a suggestion, not, and this is why being a prepared apologist is important because God gave you Jesus, God on earth, the resurrected Christ before he ascended, gave us this um, commission Commission that this is what I want you to do. I want you to go and baptize all nations or, you know, spread the gospel to all nations, baptizing them and teaching them, yeah. right? Why? So that they can have the great commission and they can go forward to all nations and baptize them teach them. And it goes on and on and on, which is our discipleship model and all that other stuff. So sure. I've prefaced it. I've talked enough. Let's get, get into it. Let's hear what. Yeah. So the, the imperative in the great commission is to make disciples. And, uh, and so, so we share the gospel and we say, you know, we have a God who created us and our God is holy and he created us. And man was the pinnacle of his creation. Uh, man, we, Adam and Eve walked with God. Of course, we know that uh, they were tempted to eat of the forbidden fruit, and they did, mm -hmm. and that brought sin into the world, and sin just messes everything up, it separates us from God, it leads us to hell, punishment for sin, but God solved our problem in Jesus, and so when we talk about the, the good news of the gospel, it's Jesus came, and uh, he lived a sinless life, and then he went to the cross, took our sin, died in our place, and uh, of course, he died, was buried, he rose again. And uh, he defeated death and and uh, hell. And he offers us, if we turn from our sins and believe upon Jesus, he offers us a way to be saved. And so part of making disciples is, is sharing that good news, inviting people to trust in Christ. But it's more than that. It's, uh, okay, if you trusted in Christ, you need to be baptized and you need to learn and grow. And, and so uh, we're to be growing as disciples individually. We're not done. So I said as a disciple, I, I've... Believed in Jesus, uh, I've been baptized, and I'm being taught. And then 
the commission is to go and make disciples of others. And and the the gist of it is that we believe that God is worthy of praise from all the people. Absolutely. And we want them to know that Absolutely. Jesus came to our rescue. And uh, especially those people that have never heard, we we want them to know and praise Jesus. And so we go. So this is going to be a little bit different probably than what we normally do uh, because I'm going to ask you some questions. Just th- these are going to be questions that I've that I've kind of um, come across when talking to people about responsibility uh, of a believer, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a believer. I'm speaking to a believer that is not as familiar with some of the things in the Bible as we're. And there's, you know, sure. you, you have that. You have different levels of spiritual maturity, right? Sure. So someone comes to you and says, you know, I heard you guys talk about the Great Commission. Is that my responsibility too? Yeah, I would say, you know, uh, when you get saved, you're an, a newborn Christian. And uh, and so you get the milk of the word and you begin to grow. And, uh, you, you know, you can, uh, you, new believers can share their faith. Absolutely. They can tell, you know, what they believed in and what saved them. So you, you don't have all the answers to all the questions. You're You're growing just like a child. You know, you're saved, and Jesus had come like a child, and so a child doesn't understand everything. Right. But you can be a witness, and uh, you you can say, "Listen, I don't." It's kind of like the blind man. I don't. I don't know. I once was blind. Now I can see it. I once was lost, and I know that what Jesus did for me was He died for my sins, and I I believe in that. Right. And I don't understand it all, but I know that if you turn from your sins and believe upon Jesus, you can be saved. And so that much, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so start growing, but you don't have to wait till you get so many things mastered before you can share (laughs) what Jesus has done for you. And then sometimes those, it's sometimes those uh, newer believers who are so fired up. Yeah. That that's a really good opportunity for you to go, hey, I, you know, I don't really know everything about this, but I know how I feel and I know what happened in my heart. And yeah, this is something that I want to share with yeah. you. And that's a great time for to do that. So, um, so the enemy will say, well, you, you don't know enough. Well, that's not true. You right. know, you know what saved you. That's right. You know the gospel. And so go share that. We're, we're going to be fishers of men. Mm-hmm. And um, so, second question. Okay. Real life, real, real life, present day. Um, Brother Harold, I, I see what this is, and I understand its importance. Um, I don't feel like I'm in a position, maturity-wise, to make disciples. What do I do? Well, so uh, what I normally encourage people is to have some people in your life, uh, someone that you're learning from, and and uh, and then what you're learning, you're sharing with someone else. And so, you know, we, we are being discipled. And uh, we're hopefully in the Word. And again, we, we need some help with that sometimes. And the Spirit helps us. And we get in small groups and we, you know, study together. Right. Uh, but but there's somebody that knows less than us. Mm-hmm. And we can just tell them everything we learn. And that's, that's making disciples as we talk about, hey, I didn't know this. And I read this this morning. And uh, wow. And so, I, you know, I, I'm kind of like you. I see young people, uh, you know, my daughter-in-law, she, she just got saved a few years ago, but she's does some Bible studies with some of her friends. Yep. Some of them, they're not saved. They just, they want to, they want to see what it, they what's, this, study what's this it. all about? Yeah. yeah. And so you can do that. Uh, any of us can do that. And yeah. I mean, we can find an excuse if we want to, but you know. The, well, and, and that kind of goes with, um, the, the interesting part is, you know, when we're talking about family members like my kids or whatever, you know, that's, that's a situation where sometimes it's a benefit for people to know you before you were close to Christ sure. or before you started to grow close. Sometimes it's not, you know, because my kids were like, well, you haven't 
always. Well, no, I haven't always, and I probably never will always. But sure. you know, that's that's one of those things. Um, but it's really cool when you think about Sierra's friends who they're not saved, but let's let's see what this is about because we yeah. knew her before. Sure, you know, and now she seems to be yeah. in a, in a different place. Um, the one thing that that I think about when it comes to the Great Commission and, and discipleship in general, I always heard I heard of people, and and it might have been me and you talking about it. I can't remember, but somebody, even me and you, you need a Peter and you need a Timothy. Yeah, or Paul, or, or Paul. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, you, I, Peter, Timothy, Paul. Yeah. Regardless, you so, need a mature person teaching you. Yeah, and then you need somebody that you're investing. Sure. So Paul right. said, "What you've heard from me and others." Pass on to other right. men who can pass on to, and so it's a, you know, we're learning and we're we're investing in someone else, right. and uh, you know, sometimes we we do one of the two, uh, but I think the picture of a disciple is we're we're learning because right. we we don't have it all figured out, and we're we're sharing, we're trying to to help yeah. someone else. Yeah, and in and in that scenario, you are a Paul to yeah. someone, and you right. are a Timothy to someone. Yeah. Um, well, you know, as being a, a teacher, I, I remember being in college and being asked to teach, and I thought, well, I can't do that. But you learn so much right. when you teach because you go deeper. And uh, yeah, well, it was you know we talked about last week is you know I'm not sure I'm really good at teaching, but I enjoy teaching yeah. a Sunday school class, and Tina and I get to do that together, and she she is very into it. Yeah. It's one of those things where every week I'm learning something different. We went over Daniel on the lines then, yeah, and and you know we talked about it a little bit this morning is there's so so. Th- rich some of yeah. that stuff and how much Darius loved him and how much you know what I mean yeah. you don't get that when you're a little kid and you go 15 minutes and they go Daniel got thrown in because he would he was praying and he wasn't supposed to yeah well there's a lot more to that story yeah right? yeah and so, I think when I learned the most I don't know if I say the most but I, I taught college age after Jenny and I got married and and those kids they would ask some of the you know you try to anticipate what they're going to ask right but uh you know when I started teaching we were in the Old Testament, and uh, I never understood Israel and Judah and Samaria and how there was a northern kingdom and a southern right. kingdom. And I, 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 you could just read past all that without ever. And, and so I wanted to be able to explain it to them. And so I studied it. And when you understand it, it right. makes a lot more sense right. through the whole rest of the scriptures. But but it's through teaching sometimes that you dive in there right. and, and and figure out some stuff. So so. Again, to be applicable, we're not telling people we want you. We want you to go teach a Sunday school class right away. Yeah. But we want you to get involved and start learning. Yeah. And then we want you to pass that learning on to somebody else. Yeah. Right. And may, possibly your kids. Yeah. You definitely disciple your kids, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, things like that. So I love our our Bible study group, and you do yours as well. We we just talk about different. You know, we try to help. Uh, you know, evolution. Right. Versus God, or this week, uh, why we believe the Gospels. The Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Why? Why we believe uh, the accounts and that they were eyewitnesses and the 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 evidence for that. Right. Uh, you know, some people just think, "Well, I don't know." If somebody asks me, "No, there's evidence." I mean, this sure. this Bible has been torn apart and stood the test, and we can stand confident that this is the Word of God. Well, we're going to get into we're going to get into some of the things that you you learn kind of in your. Th- school to be a pastor or a preacher about uh, the historical part of exegesis, right? Is there's historical data in here. Yeah. Let's get it out of here and let's check it against other things. Yeah. The book, and again, I keep referring back, but only because this is where we are right now. The book of Daniel, 
the bottom section of that, they're going through a timeline of Babylonian history. And then they've got me to Persian history. And they're like, this is what happened. And this is the ruler. And this is how we know Daniel is at least got the right king in here. And he's, you know, it's really interesting stuff. And you go, we're checking the Bible against documents that aren't religious documents. Yeah. And the history is accurate. Yeah. Right. So in the, so, so what we talk in the about, Gospels, we're saying. Josephus, mm-hmm. Jewish historian, who's not a believer, right. who's writing about Christos, Jesus, and other things right. that are recorded in the Gospels. And we was like, well, here's a legit right. Jewish historian, and he's writing about, you, you can put those together and see that there is historical right. evidence of what they're writing about as well. And then there's, there, you know, then there's Greek and Roman history books that's got... Yeah. mentions of 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 the people mentioned in these in these books at the same time period it's like okay well sure. you know there there is a you know not that not that I don't a lot of the bible belief in the accuracy of the bible is is a heart thing sure. right but there's absolute proof in here that some of this stuff is yeah <laughs> is happening when they said it was happening and um you, of course you've got the timelines that you can you can map out and go Oh well, this is exactly when they said it was going to be, and this is exactly this, and everything else, which is really, really neat to get that deep into it. Yeah. But you don't have to get that deep into it to right. share the gospel with somebody. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to answer every question. You know what Jesus did, and right. why we needed a savior, and uh, and we know that he, he commands us to go out, and we know there are people who've never heard, and and we're part of his plan to to take this good news to to all the peoples, all the nations. And one day, all the peoples of the nations are going to join together and, and worship Him, and we see that in Revelation. People yep. from every tongue, tribe, nation, and, and peoples. And we get to be a part of of accomplishing what God's doing, and, right. and uh, it's exciting. And you know, I mentioned how we can, you know, we can take Bernie all over the globe or get to the moon, <laughs> and uh, all the things that we can do. Yeah. When we can get internet all over the world, right. uh, we we got to get the gospel all over the world. And uh, change our priorities and our, you know, this is what he tells us to do. So, same person comes to you. You've explained to him that this, yes, it's, it, it is your responsibility. Um, responsibility seems harsh, but this is your job. Your, this is what he's asked you to do. Um, this is some of the ways that you can do it. You don't have to be. You don't have to go through six years of college to to no. tell somebody about Jesus. You don't have to go through, um, whatever. I'm not real good at at talking to people. What do you say to that person? How do I how do I accomplish? I guess the best the better way to ask this would be how do I accomplish what you're talking about, preacher? When God didn't bless me with the ability of being able to speak to someone. Yeah. Well, I would just say you know. You, you might not be good at talking, but I, I bet you tell them about your grandkids. Mm-hmm. I bet you tell them about, you know, your fishing, basketball team. Fishing or your, story. Yeah, what size fish you caught or the deer. I mean, you, you can tell the things that are important to you. Right. And uh, if Jesus is important to you, and you should be because he, he died for you, yep. then uh, you ask him to help you. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm not a, I'm an introvert. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can excuse myself and saying, well, I'm just not good at that, but we're told to go, and he says, "I'm going to go. Be, I'm going to be with you." So we don't have to fear. We're going, you know, in his his presence. And he's leaving us, us somebody, yeah. right? When he when he leaves, yeah, he's going to leave us somebody that's going to help us, yeah. help her. Yeah. The, and when the Spirit comes upon you, you'll be my witnesses, and uh, you'll have the power of the Spirit upon you. And so we we don't go empty handed. We go with the power of the Spirit and with the good news of the gospel, and uh, and so we can we can go with confidence that. Uh, that God goes with us and we're obeying him. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he didn't say it would be easy, but he tells us what he wants us to do. And we and that David Platt uh, quote I used that uh, every saved person this side of heaven owes the gospel to every lost person this side of hell. I mean, that's so true. I mean, God was gracious in saving me. Absolutely. And uh, he even put me in a Christian family, and and I, I want people to know Jesus. And, uh, you know, when you when you when you kind of break it down, of course. I mean, people generally don't sit and think this way, and, and I think I'm 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 guilty of it. If I look back over the course of my life, put me in a home where my mom and dad went to church and and brought us to church and and dropped me off for Bible school, and then when I got old enough, I started helping with Bible school, and then you know, dad always made me sing in church and all this other stuff. I am extremely blessed, sure. without question. I have not always acted like that. Yeah, and when I look back and think Jesus saved even me, somebody who he who was blessed this much, that still did all those terrible things. I want to tell people like, hey, yeah. I'm not perfect, yeah, but I'm certainly forgiven. And let me let me show you how to get this peace of mind sure. that I have. Yeah, you know, and and really, that, that's important. And I think Jesus, you know, gives us that opportunity. The one thing that I and I'll tell you this, and you'll probably laugh, but stick with me. The one thing that's completely unfair to me about my experience of being saved. I was eight years old. I was a Bellevue Baptist. I can tell you who met me at the front. I, you know, all that stuff. I can, I have a hard time with words describing the feeling that I had when I was walking up there to meet the, pre- the preacher. That's unfair to me because <laughs> I, I feel like if I did it, if I could do a good enough job of explaining to them what happened in my heart, yeah. then, then why would you say no to that? You know, yeah. but yeah. you know, it's one of those things. But Well, I was telling somebody, Bob yesterday that, uh, we used to go up to Pontiac, Michigan every year to Centers uh, of Grace Centers of Hope is what it's called, and there was people of addictions and stuff. And if you was in a program, you came to the church. But but uh, you know, God would save that drug addict, the prostitute, uh, and they didn't get over it. Yeah. And if you go up there, that's what they're talking about. Yep. Because they are so amazed that God would save them. Yeah. And uh, and I told Bob, I said I needed to go up there every year just to say, you know, this it took the same sacrifice to save me. Yep. And yet. Uh, they feel like, wow, God really did something because He saved them, and we don't sometimes feel that way. We think, well, I, you know, I grew up as a as a I grew up in church, and I wasn't that bad. Look, it took the same sacrifice to save me. I'm self righteous, and mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I think if we're amazed by grace, we want to share it with others. We want to live with a an attitude of gratitude that we, you know, this guy named Bob came in yesterday, and he was just. You're just bragging about God, about, you know, I wanted to get some food for the food pantry and yeah. everything I bought was on sale. And God just, he allowed me to get twice as much as I was going to get. Yeah. And, uh, and he says, I'm not trying to, you know, brag on myself. I'm just going, God's so good, even in the little things. Which is really, is really awesome because Ashley Scroggin posted on, on Facebook in our, what my old Sunday school class, she said everything that she bought for the food pantry, all this items were on staff like 50% off. Yeah. So she ended up yeah. not even spending that much more money and, and being able to get all these things, which is amazing. Yeah. You know, I'm always, you know, I was visiting uh, Jordan and, and uh, Chelsea last week, but we was talking about John Piper's book, Desiring God. Yeah. <laughs> I go back to that so often, but Piper says God's most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. And what he's talking about is when, when we see God's hand in whatever it is and we recognize it, we say, you know, God did that. It was just a little thing. Right. God did that. He's glorified in us because we recognize that all the little things in life, he, he has a little hand in. Yeah. And uh, so we, we can go through life without even recognizing it. You know, it's really funny that you that you say that. It's, I, I have changed my tune. I will, I'm admitting right here on 
social media and our Facebook and every other thing that I was wrong. I used to kind of get, I used to kind of get offended a little bit when people would, would win a basketball game and they'd go, you know, thanks to God and all this other stuff. And I was like, well, what about those people that lost? And then I, in my mind, I'm going, well, God's got so many more important things to worry about than a Kentucky basketball game, sure. right? But you know what? He doesn't. Yeah. He, he cares as much about that as everybody. He also cares about the team Kentucky's playing, even though I don't think he should. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but he, you know, he really does. He's big enough to hear, just to, just to blow your mind, that he's big enough to hear every one of us when we come and all yeah. this creation and know how many hair you got. Yeah. And when the sparrow falls, to, I mean, he's a big God and he is, he is. good. Good. We want the world to know. We want you to know. We want you to be a believer and trust him and follow him. Listen, put that in the comment. If you'd like to, to know more about that, we would love to talk to you about our Absolutely. relationship with Jesus. Absolutely. And somebody, I, listen, this is a challenge. You're going to have to dethrone Tom because not only is he commenting, he's commenting big comments. Yeah. Making good sense. Yeah. But so, so Tom is so winning. We, we've had a kind of a fruitful year. We've seen we really have. some people saved really and uh, baptized and people join church. But listen, if we really want to reach people, we've got to, we've got to have a church full of people talking about Jesus at school, at work, at the barbershop or at the McDonald's or the, yeah. wherever. You, I mean, that's, that's the picture of the gospel going out. It's, it's not a Sunday morning thing. I mean, we're going to talk about Jesus when you come to church, but... But if we got three or four hundred people out there, wherever they're at, talking about Jesus. Yeah, I just and I just thought of this as we're we're sitting here this week at the barber shop. There's been a lot of, they're not memes, but it's basically Bible verses that have accompanied pictures of like uh, the new vice president and all the things that are going on in the country. And as goofy as I think some of that is, it's really interesting because someone will ask me, "Hey, did you see this?" And it gives me the opportunity to kind of talk about. Yeah, scripture, right? And it, yeah. not that we won't at the barbershop anyway. I'll throw it out there anytime. But but it's one of those things where people are like, hey man, did you see this? Did she, you know, something about the Revelation and wearing a purple dress and she was robing, yeah. you know, and all this stuff. So I did, but I said, but let me tell you how this is actually, yeah, gonna go. Um, but let's, always, you know, let's talk about. You we know, can like, always transition into the gospel. Sure. And I said, it. I said that is that is not what I believe it means, but. Let's talk about some of this. And it's got yeah. me in some conversations with people about, you know, and then they go, oh, well, you, you, you know, yeah. you know a little bit about this and say, yeah. So it's opened up conversation lines. Now, do I think that those things are accurate? No, not at all. But, yeah. but it does give me the opportunity yeah. to talk to someone maybe that I wouldn't have talked to because they've already brought up the Bible. Sure. So I don't have to even, <laughs> yeah. I can cheat and go, yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. You know, my, my, so. my heart is and yours as well. Is it, you know, everybody, every Christian's a missionary. Yep. And yep. uh, to see their place as a mission field, and uh, like I said, Sunday, I I love to get a text or a call or a message saying, "Hey, pray for for Jack. I'm going to talk to him today about the Lord." Yep. Or or Jack had some questions, and we're going to get together for lunch. Or man, I, I, that that thrills me. Oh, I, and I'll I'll go as far as to say this, and I can speak for Harold on this. If you've got somebody that you want to talk to, and you want us to help you, or you want Absolutely. us to come, well, I will do everything that I can do to to come to that lunch. We'll or, fight or, over it. Boy. Yeah, we kind of fight over baptism, so we can, yeah. we might as well fight over. And that. we kid a little bit about the baptism. I mean, I'd, I'd love for you to lead your neighbor to the Lord and baptize him. I, yep. I mean, we'd love that. We'd- yeah. So before before we get off here and talk about um, some church, if I know you have a you have a meeting at some point today, so but uh, there's been some conversation that I have had personally, and, and maybe somebody out there has had this conversation with with someone who is who has said, "I believe in Jesus, and I go to church, and and I have accepted Jesus Christ, but I've never been baptized." like we baptize, fully submerged, or maybe not baptized at all. So I'm going to tell you 
what the conversation that I had with a couple of people and, and, and it said, you don't have to be baptized to go to heaven. Right. But it says right here, you should. Yeah. It's not, Jesus is going to come into your life and and the baptism is the external um, kind of public, public showing that I have, I'm washed. I'm I'm new. I'm a new person. And Jesus did it. And if Jesus did it, that's good enough for me. Yeah. And Jesus said, why do you call me Lord? Lord, and don't do what I say. Right. And so if he's Lord, then I'm just going to say, follow him. Right. And he said, baptized. And now, so, those same people that I've had the conversation with is like, I I want you to get baptized. Yeah. I want you to show everybody, hey, I have been baptized and I'm, you know, I was made new. Um, And, and some people, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll use the thief on the cross and we'll say, you know, he didn't get baptized. Right. And he's in heaven. Yeah. So we'd say baptism doesn't get you into heaven, but but if he had an opportunity, I guarantee he'd got down out of that yep. cross and went and baptized and told everybody he knows about Jesus. Yeah. And you have an opportunity, and you don't you don't have an excuse. And so get baptized <laughs> and tell people about Jesus, right? And uh, you'll be blessed. You you you'll love it. I mean, yeah. and the only reason I brought that up is because it's in you know it's right in here. Yeah, you know, go yeah. go make disciples, baptizing and teaching. Yeah, so doing those things and uh, Amen. And you you know you'll be blessed. I don't I don't know anybody I've ever baptized. And they say, man, I wish I'd never done that. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> it's obedience. That's ever said that's ever said, man, you know, I made a big mistake getting baptized. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, so, everybody clapping and having a good time and so celebrating. Let, let us know if, if you have some questions about baptism. We'd love to talk to you about that. And uh, if you if you're praying for someone to be saved, let us know. We, we'll join you in prayer. And, uh, but go out there and, and share the good news. We don't normally do this, but I'm gonna I'm going to do this this week. Is uh, I always pray with the praise team, and and I want I'll, anybody out there who feels led to do this is is pray for opportunities to talk to somebody and pray that you don't miss them. Yeah, because sometimes. I, I always pray. Pray for me to be able to recognize the opportunity when it comes up. Yeah, good. So I think that's and, a, yeah. And sometimes that's a good one. we're not bold enough to invite people to 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 turn and be saved. And so share the good news, and then say, "Hey, would would you like to trust in Jesus? And I'll help you, and I'll I'll pray with you, I'll walk with you, I'll I'll help you." And uh, what a blessing that is. Amen. Would you say we were lacking the boldness? Boldness, the boldness. <laughs> yeah, Lord, give us boldness. <laughs> I had to throw it in there. I had to throw Amen. it in there. So what we've got uh, tomorrow night, we've got Kids Rock Extravaganza. Yeah, 630. Yep. Yeah, kids and parents come and a little service for you. I kind of, Jonathan did such a good job with the announcements, but when he said we want to help, we want the parents to come to help with social distancing the kids, I kind of laughed. But we're gonna, they're gonna try. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna try. Yeah, be good, be but, good to uh, see some. Be good. Me. We've got uh, the men's discipleship training, which is kind of ties right into this. Um, coming up four four times: Sunday morning seven o'clock, Sunday morning nine thirty, Wednesday morning six thirty a.m. and Wednesday evening six thirty p.m. And if you're interested in that, you can reach out to us at the office or Brad Rathman or our website. Who just had a birthday? Happy birthday, Brad! And a granddaughter. Yep. No. Yeah, big week. Yeah, so no, that's a big week. Yeah. yeah, and then the ladies got some studies going on too. Mm-hmm. They're going to have some on Monday and Monday night and Wednesday night and some other times. So we'll help you be a disciple if you want to be. Yeah. Yep. And well, like I said, I would love. I don't mind talking to anyone. You know that. Yeah. I'll talk to nobody, even if. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I would love to to see people go. You know what? I've really been. I really getting convicted that I need to tell. I need to tell this person, a coworker. Yeah. You, know, you be intentional. Something. And you ask the Lord to give you opportunities, and He will. Absolutely. And you'll be. You'll just be through. You, it'll it'll catch, and you'll be like, I'm going to do that again. Yeah. Yep. 
Even invite them to church. Yeah. You can, we, we don't mind taking the we don't mind taking the burden off of it. If you can get them in here, we'll talk to them. Yeah, I we, promise. We we try to <laughs> preach the gospel every week. I, I promise we'll talk to them. So I'm gonna praise out of here. All right, brother. All right, Lord, thank you so much for your word, Lord, and thank you for verses like these that tell us exactly what you want us to do, Lord. We don't have to decipher anything and we don't have to we don't have to think too much. Lord, you've given us a command and and Lord to give us the the strength and the and the, the ability to to just execute that command like you want us to do, Lord. We just thank you for your son, Jesus, and, and, and having the ability to let other people know what he's done in our lives and, and what he can do for them. Lord, we just, uh, we want to raise up our church like, um, and, and, and be a church of disciples and a church of disciples making disciples. Lord, I know that that's what you want and that's going to glorify you and, and that's going to get that gospel message out to the most people. Lord, just continue to bless us and, and just... Everything that you do and everything that we do, Lord, we just want to glorify you and just thank you for Brother Harold and, and his guidance and, and through all of the things that have gone on and, and through the new outlets that we have and the ability to just kind of reach people in new ways. Help us to just continue to do that. And thank you again for your son, Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen.